like not to pigeonhole people because there could be seasons in life, but really watch for where as you're, as you're having people sing songs, I think it's really important to watch for people who carry an anointing for the declarations. Hello and welcome back to Open Waters Worship Podcast. We're so glad you've joined us once again. We just finished up a little two-part on the glory and now we're going to kind of talk a little bit more geared towards maybe those who lead worship um, and maybe for those of you who don't lead worship, it it can inspire you into deeper worship too, as you kind of just think a little bit more about worship. So we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, We want to remind you as we always do that we do have open waters worship this Saturday. We're so excited to resume um, worship. We actually had a little venture. Josiah, tell us where you've been the last three weeks. I've been in Europe. Yeah. What are you? What did you get to go see? What countries did you get to go see? Well, I went to Paris, London. Uh, those aren't countries. But. <laughs> Cities. <laughs> Whoa. But I also went to Crete and Santorini. Um, Greece. Athens as well. Nice. So a little bit of variety, but yeah. So cool. Man, you're going to have to share a little bit more about like maybe we can do an episode on just some of your experiences in Europe and it's if it's like affected you in your worship at all. So hold on, put a pin in that one and think about it and maybe we can talk about that in a future episode. But we're really excited because we do have Open Waters this week and we want you to join us 6 p.m. Invite your friends. Mm. It's open to all ages. Um, We just really create a space and place for us to just encounter the presence and the glory of God and to you know, just really also it's a great place for people to develop, develop, um, you know, to feel comfortable in their giftings, um, and to move in those giftings freely. And it's really a place where whether you're, whether you're tired and just want to rest in his presence or you're so excited because God has done so much, you can freely kind of engage with that. So, little more about us. We're going to just enter into that a little bit. I also just oh, wanted yeah. to quickly thank everybody who's been oh, consistently yeah. coming. I know a couple people um, have been pretty, I don't want to say religiously coming, but they've been pretty consistent yeah. there joining us at live worship. It's been awesome to have you. Yeah, so. it's awesome. Thank you. Okay, so question for you, a little more about us. When you go to an amusement park, do you prefer... The spinny rides that go round and round, or the roller coaster rides that go up and down. Mm. I like fast roller coasters, but if it's like um, here in Utah, we have the Rocket at Lagoon. Uh, the rides like that are like why <laughs> those ones are. Not so you like roller coasters? Do you like spinny rides? Yeah, depends on the spinny. Which one do you ride. like better? If you had to choose. Oh, roller coaster okay. by far. They're just more fun. Good. Or good answer. That's my answer too. I, no can do the spinny rides. No, no, no. I can do a little bit, but any more tilt-a-whirl and teacups and all that jazz. No, thank you very much. There are some fun rides, but yeah. yeah. All right, Josiah, Mr. Energy over there. <laughs> yeah recovering Exhausted. from your trip and getting into a new house. Mm. 
like actually mm-hmm. moving in. That's pretty exciting. Yeah. I know, crazy town. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, maybe you're just almost there. You've at least moved your I'm stuff in, there. so that's a step in the right direction. Some stuff. That's exciting, yeah. though. My goal, to- My goal is to move there so I can cut costs and everything, and I'll be living. Uh, <clears throat> I don't want to say like pretty, pretty bare bones living. You know, I'm not going to go anything extra. Yeah. I mean, I might get myself some. So a couple different things like I want to get a an espresso machine, but like that's probably the most expensive thing yeah. that I'll get. <clears throat> and then I'll be pretty much, you know, just yeah. living, working and living. So let's dive into our topic today. Mm-hmm. Um, so we really we've kind of just oh, yeah. watched a trend trends over the years. Right. So just trends sure. in music, trends in worship. <laughs> Um, there's so many different trends, but the trend we're kind of talking about right now is we've really seen us go from a real focus on just over, let's say over the last 30, 30, 40 years, we've seen a real change. And like, there was a lot of focus at one point and for a, maybe for as long as I've been alive on just God and who he is and, and what he mm-hmm. does and just yeah. his awesomeness. And then we've had a move to kind of like declaring who he is. Um, Well, I guess that's what it's kind of been just kind of declaring who he is. Then we've kind of had a move to really like singing about his, who he is from a more intimate kind of a, a standpoint, like a personal encounter with him. And then it's moved to a real focus on, how he impacts like my response to him and a real singing of my response to him and what he does for me. And so there's little nuances of change in there. Maybe you can hear that. And so I think it's interesting because always it's just kind of human nature. We kind of fluctuate and we swing pendulum wise from one side to the other. And I feel Mm -hmm. like we've really done a pendulum swing to really focusing on our how God affects us. And I think it's really important to lay hold of all the worship. Like we've talked about, let other people's, let our ceiling be somebody else's jumping, Mm -hmm. you know, diving board or jumping, jumping board, you know, Mm -hmm. their, their floor, our ceiling be their floor. And so I think it's really important that we don't lose track of what, what has happened. But I think we've swung in this direction of, really um, kind of a, how God affects us. And so we've lost some of the other two parts, which are declaring who God is and intimately from an intimate place, singing and worshiping God from, from that place of awe. So mm. I think I just kind of wanted to talk about the importance of all three of those aspects. And there's, there's probably more and it's the creatives out there that are going to probably lead the charge for us into, you know, yeah. other types. I mean, I know there's warfare worship. I know there, I mean, but I'm just talking about just basically kind of these three types of, of songs. You know, I think the warfare worship probably tends to be more of declaring you who God is. Okay. So the first one I said was basically kind of announcing who God is like a mm-hmm. herald. The second one is, and Rick Pino talks some about this. The second one is, is just really 
from a place of intimacy and awe, worshiping just who mm-hmm. God is, like this one-to-one worship of who he is, even though it's, it can be done collectively mm-hmm. in a body. And then the the other one, the third one is singing and worshiping for how it affects you. Like songs like um, Gratitude, um, <clears throat> I mean, or Reckless Love, or um, just things like that. My response, my response to him, um, that kind of a thing, yeah. which is great. They're wonderful, you know, um, but you need all parts because it really impacts. Mm-hmm. And so I was thinking, I think we're starting to see some, a resurgence of really the intimacy with God and just singing one-to-one kind of with God. And that's beautiful because we've swung so far on the other side, which we need it. Like, it's a beautiful thing when you are able to sing back to God, how he impacts you and it stirs something deep inside of you, which then causes you to go into this intimate place of worship with him where you're doing that one-on-one who is worthy. Is anyone worthy? You know, Jesus, the lamb Mm -hmm. who was slain and um, that kind of a thing. And then there's, you know, that impacts you when you sing from that place you're you're overcome with how amazing he is and just that expression of the and awe of who he is and you feel his love and it and it brings you back to all he does for you and then then there's this declaration that can rise up to everyone about how amazing your god is like running around saying he's amazing he's the mighty king of kings and the lord of lords and look what he does you know and stuff like that and so I think it I think each one has its place in worship because I think each of it stirs a different part of us and leads us deeper into worship. What do you think? Any thoughts on that? That's a long dissertation by me. No, yeah, there's totally an ebb and flow to everything. Um including the songs we choose, whether it's about uh who he is, what he what he's done for us and Hey there, sorry for the interruption. Just wanted to say, if you haven't already rate and reviewed this podcast, it would mean the absolute world to us if you could rate and review and share this with somebody you know. That way we can get the word out and we can help other people dive deeper into God's open waters. Now let's get back to the podcast. Well, yeah, I think what I, what, let me ask you, when you are a part of singing a song that is declaring who God is, what does that stir inside of you how do you think that impacts you and then also how do you think like why do you think that's important for people to sing those kinds of songs yeah so songs that you know just are about god it draws it can drop me in to worship mainly because it's like every time like kind of like i keep repeating this one thing and it's about uh you know how the angels every time they they circle around God and think about it as like every time they finish a song they catch another glimpse. Yeah. And so so incredible. It's like similar thing for me. It's like, Oh, I finished this song. Wow. I have so much gratitude for him. And then it's like, wow, I realized he just did this for me too. Just the other day. Yeah. And you know, or he's so great. Like, you know, wow, he really did just like, you know, he parted the seas for Moses. Yeah. He walked on the waters with, Mm-hmm. a disciple that's mm-hmm. insane and mm-hmm. so stuff like that's you know just draws you in i feel like when i hear declaration songs there's this warrior that side of me 
that rises up. Yeah. I feel like I agree with you too. I feel like there's like the testimony. It's like the, it's, it's like releasing a testimony and it releases that same power of what God, who God is in the room. And it just, and, and I think then I am in, I feel infused with hope Mm -hmm. and joy and strength and courage and, and that kind of a thing. And just a, 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 realizing again and again who he is in those moments because of mm-hmm. those kinds of songs that declare that, you know, yeah. what about, what is the impact to you when you sing songs, the intimate songs like, mm-hmm. um, that really come from a deep place of like, what do we sing on Sunday that we sing? Nothing else, you know, mm-hmm. nothing else, nothing else, nothing else will do, you know, that, you know, how, how does singing those intimate worship songs um, that really go to the heart of God and about what he means and who he is like, and that kind of a thing. How does that impact you? Why do you think that's important? Well, I think it's important because I think, you know, we all assume that everybody knows that, you know, that's where he should be in our life. You know, Um, not everybody in the room when you're singing in front of people are like, oh yeah, he really means like I need nothing else but God, Mm -hmm. you know, or like more than the air I breathe type of deal. It's like not everybody knows that that's where he should be for everybody. And I think it's great when you're up there. It's a great place to, to, you know, just proclaim that as an example to everybody, you know, but I think for me, it's like, it's like every time you sing that song, it's a reminder to myself too. It's like, oh yeah, he is nothing else. Cause I think a lot of the time we get, you know, weighed down and bogged down by life. And so singing those songs really kind of recenters you on uh, how much you need him and how, how just I need to be in the presence of God, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So recenters you on intimacy and then allows you to come into contact with people that also need to realize that they need the intimacy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I guess, I guess mm-hmm. I termed that one wrong. That one is more about like our response to him. Um, mm-hmm. So that's like the third one. So I kind of skipped to the third one and kind of mumble jumbled it, but I think you kind of got the point by the song that I chose. So I think those, and I think that's what we've been experiencing a lot in the, in, mm. in worship and it's even gone mainstream. I think for me, why I think it is important is because it is, it's like, Oh my goodness, you see somebody else loving God so beautifully in it and expressing what he's done and, and how he has affected them or how we need them or whatever. And it, it just, it, it inspires me to, to need him more. It inspires me to repentance. It inspires me. The love that I see expressed causes me to express love. It's like another type of testimony. Um, and I think, I think that just releases it in the body. I watched it last Sunday as we sing some of it. It was like, oh, it just released something in the room when, when people were able to hear somebody crying out, you know, from their heart, it caused them to cry out from their heart in the same way. Mm-hmm. So, so then the second one, which is more about really from a real genuine place, it's like, it's, it's along the lines of declaring who God is, but it's from a personal, you've encountered it. And it's just this awe, this place of awe, like, like a person singing in awe of who God is like, and that's the one where I would say that song, is anyone worthy? Is anyone worthy? Oh, no, 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 You know, like open the seals and revelation 14, I think. Um, 
those kinds of songs. How do those like affect you? You know that you can never get tired of. Well, I mean, you can, but I think it's you'll never run out of names to give God. You know, he's he's worthy of every title we have, any prestigious title. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, he's the one that created that prestigious title. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's the creator of every title possible. Mm-hmm. So he's King of Kings, Lord of Lords. You know, what I'm saying it's like. I think it's it's always worthwhile to exalt him, like and give him exaltation on the just you know a single small characteristic of his name. Yeah, I think that's a good word. I think those are songs of exaltation, and they're like it, it's it's different than declaring who he is. Even though you're declaring who is he is, it's like you're exalting. Mm-hmm. It's a real exaltation in a way that's very reverent and personal Mm -hmm. and I think it's I think it's very powerful because Mm -hmm. I think for me it impacts me in a way that I just those songs for me take me really deep like I go deep with God on those because it's this realization of how big he is Mm -hmm. and how small I am and it overwhelms me like with it just overwhelms me in, Mm -hmm. in worship. Like my heart can't help but adore him. And so, so essentially I think, I know this is going to kind of be a shorter, shorter podcast, but I just really wanted to kind of talk about, even as worship leaders, it's very important that we, you know, and I know there's seasons for things. There's seasons for, God will take us like focus on this and focus on this. And again, I think there are artistic releases of revelations of the Lord and styles and um, um, that kind of a thing. And I don't even know what the future holds because I'm not one of those. I'm not a groundbreaking artistic person. I'm just not. And so, but I love it and appreciate it so much. And so I, I think it's really important, especially if you're leading worship to, be keenly aware that all all these three types of songs are important and they impact people differently. And there are like we went to Fresh Start Church and there that's a Judah church. So the declaration songs are powerful and impactful and they really do that. So there there are songs too that really a, a certain part of the body may relate to more, but we all need it. And then, you know, you come to new creation and the songs of really that second flavor, which is just the awe and exaltation of God from, you know, personal encounter is beautiful. And so, and then Bethel has been so good about like releasing these songs that bring in the human side of the response to God and how he impacts us and what we give back to him and, you know, those kinds of things. So I just think it's important yeah. as, as worship leaders to really release all sorts of those songs mm-hmm. and not to just kind of get hung up on one yeah. or the other. And then I think, I think it's also very important for just from a participant that you really allow whether your style is one or the other to really allow those songs to incite and mm-hmm. excite and 
bring life to parts of you, mm-hmm. to inspire you to deeper worship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I was thinking, so you have these three different types of worship. It's like the me to God, God to me, and then me and God to the congregation. Yeah. And it's like there's there's ebbs and flows. I know we keep using that, but there's like a there's like a pool, like a I don't know what to call it. But ebbs and flows works well. Um, but like when we minister, me and God minister to the congregation, it's like mm-hmm. we're we're drawing them in to where we're at mm-hmm. in the presence and it's like we're calling them in, like, you know, hey, like fourth man in the fire or mm-hmm. fourth the fourth man's like you know, or uh, like I'm trying to name another song, but you know these songs that are encouraging, like you know God's with you type of deal. Yeah. You know, it's like it pulls them in and encourages them to worship because God's with them. You right. know, what I'm saying it gives them, shows them a piece of God. Yeah. And so, as long as you make sure you know you're still focused on showing pieces of who mm-hmm. God is, because I'm not mm-hmm. a part of that. I'm mm-hmm. singing. I may be singing from a perspective this perspective uh like of god like you know i'm here for you son or some whatever song might be there um you know i'm saying it's like it's god ministering to the congregation and to me and then it goes me to god or uh, the congregation to god and it's like okay that way we actually get give god the glory you know i'm saying and then then god to us individually it's like you know uh, take me back to the heart of worship and that's the intimacy part is yeah. where we just and it's a cycle that we can use to actually just self uh, I don't want to I don't know what else to say but like a self uh, digging thing it, it just helps us get deeper into his presence mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. everyone's needed and like you said it's not it's not wise to stay on one and neglect the others because the others are needed and mm-hmm. maybe somebody really does need some mm-hmm. ministering through worship and it just is like you know this song that we want to sing could really um impact their life in a way it reveals something new about god and Mm -hmm. it's just like if you neglect it you know you're just not using one of the tools you have available Mm -hmm. to you and so Mm -hmm. i'm not saying one is more powerful than or one is better or one is greater than the other but it's just like they all work together in tandem so yeah feel free to like you know, switch your list out a little yeah. bit. Yeah. So. I was also thinking, you know, uh, as a worship leader, it's important to like, not to pigeonhole people because there could be seasons in life, but really watch for where, as you're, as you're having people sing songs, I think it's really important to watch for people who carry an anointing for the declarations, you know, for the Judas on your team, for the, um, Jonathan's and the Mary's on your team who are the ones who are going to be just lovers, lovers, lovers. And, you know, for the, for the ones who are the Moseses that are in the very thick of the presence of God and declare his justice, I mean, not declare, but just like exalt him in his godness you know almightiness and from a very personal experiential place and so um i think it's important to watch who because when when a person sings from that place of it really is it's very deep in their soul 
it, it comes across very powerfully. It's that power of that testimony because now it is not just singing a song because, Hey, maybe their voice goes good with that. It's like so true for them. And it's so in their DNA that it just releases something into the room that people, the authenticity of it and the realness of it, people sense that. And then it, it allows them to, to be more authentic and go deeper with God because it carries power with it. So yeah, those are just some of my thoughts that I had running through my mind recently as I've been contemplating just all sorts of things happening in, in worship across, you know, the board universally in the body and just, you know, obviously that affects our local, our local worship yeah. and stuff. So yeah, we, we really welcome your comments and your suggestions about this. If you have any other kind of ideas or want to comment, please contact us at openwaterworship.com. We're also on Instagram. We do live stream. So if you can't catch us this week and join us, which we prefer, of course. Um, but if you can't be here, please join us on live stream. We're on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. Any right. final thoughts, Josiah? No, appreciate you guys for listening. Yeah. See you soon. Bye. Bye.